You're listening to the Arsenal Church Podcast. To learn more about the Arsenal, go to thearsenal.church. And if you'd like to receive more content throughout your week, feel free to download the Arsenal Church app. We don't know how you came in, but we are in this series that I think hopefully can speak to that a little bit. Um, it's a series called Take Care of Yourself. Take Care of Yourself. Um, it's honestly a concept that most of us really aren't good at, I think, if we're really honest, um, taking care of ourselves. Like, think about it. Um, who taught us to take care of ourselves as we grow up? Like, who teaches us this? Um, I'm considered an elder uh, millennial. Um, that just means that I'm, like, on the very edge of the millennial. Yes. Um, which means, like, I saw some of, like, the Gen X stuff and then kind of went into the millennial. Like, I'm part of the millennial part of the generation that, like, we didn't have self, like, smartphones all the time. We, like, I saw AOL start. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was around for that. Um, but I'm an elder millennial, and, you know, we didn't hear much about self-care, mental health, things like that as I was growing up. It just wasn't part of uh, what we learned. It was more of a suck it up, tough it out, you'll figure this out kind of thing. Um, and then I was in the military. Um, anybody military? They, yeah, there, there's no self-care in that. Like, right? Um, here's some water, you know. Uh, drink water, drive on, right? Um, Water or 800 milligram ibuprofen. Like that was a fix for everything in the, mil- in the military. Am I right? That's it. That's, here's some, that and what is it, sepulchral or Motrin. Motrin. And then we got, it was some kind of like cough drops that I got those and ibuprofen all the time. Like no matter what I went in for, like, hey, we got you some ibuprofen and some uh, cough drops. So just grab that. It's like I came in for a broken pinky. Like, uh-huh. But we, we didn't hear a lot about that. Um, it's funny, I was at a comedy show last night um, with Jaden, who's now 18, he can go to comedy clubs, so that's fun. Um, yeah, took him, to, took him to a comedy show last night, and the guy that opened um, was from India, he's been here 14 years, um, he said he's on a visa still 14 years into this thing, he's like, but I've never felt more American than when I went to my doctor and they diagnosed me with clinical depression, and I was... They laughed, and then I was like, oh, that's sad, um, but also kind of true. Like, um, it's just something that we, we kind of haven't figured out yet. Um, there was actually a study that was conducted in 2020 um, during the midst of COVID that found close to 70% of adults realized how important self-care was to daily life during that time. Um, it took a pandemic to kind of slow us down, isolate us, make us realize that we're typically so busy that we forget about ourselves. Um, now we're three years out of that, and I think most of us have forgotten about that part of the pandemic and self-care and things like that. So we're talking about it. Um, in fact, I'll ask you this question just to think about it. How much self-care are you actually doing right now? How much are you taking care of yourself right now? Um, I, I, at times, when I, I don't do this as much anymore, I'll tell you why, but I had a there was a time where, like, when I had a hard day, um, so I'm, a, I'm an extrovert, I've got ADD, finally got diagnosed with that, I'm actually taking meds for the first time in my entire life for it, which is weird, and I don't know that I like it, but I'm like four days in, so I'm going to give, Madi said I have to give it two weeks. <laughs> so I've got ADHD, um, so I, I enjoy being around people, but a hard day for me is... Typically, like Tuesdays for us is our, is our 
days for our staff where we just have meeting after meeting. Like I'm in meeting after meeting after meeting. I'm just sitting in meetings. And that's a hard day. Like that, that takes a lot of brain power for me just to sit down, think through the meeting. Like if you, where's Mark at? He disappeared. There's Mark. Mark, how are meetings with me? Never mind. Don't answer that. Uh, he was thinking real hard. It, it's just, it's rough. But if I have a rough day, like a hard day of meetings or, or I'm meeting with somebody and just had a really like hard conversation, um, I would come home and I would sit down on the couch and Maddie knew if I just was like mentally drained because I would turn on the PlayStation and I would play football or baseball or like one of the sports games because that's all I know how to play on PlayStation. I would just like zone out because it doesn't take any effort. I have a I have an incredible player that's named Chad Ballou that I've created that is the best at everything that I can just play with. And I'm like killing everybody and I can, you know, I'm just, I'm winning, I'm scoring touchdowns and it's impressive. So that was my, like, Monty's like, all right, he's had a, he's had a rough day. Let me, let me give him, and she's amazing at that. Like give him, give him some space. So I'd be playing video games. There was one time where I was doing this. I was sitting down, I was playing video games. Monty was cooking dinner uh, for our family and she was actually cooking two meals. So she was cooking dinner and then she was like meal prepping, whatever that is. Um, she's good at self-care. I'm not. She was meal prepping. So she was cooking two different meals at the same time. I'm playing video games. And my, my son Jackson is, goes to Madi and says, Mom, I want some milk. And Madi goes, you have another parent. And I'm hearing this and I'm, I'm like about to score a touchdown, you know. And Jackson goes, yeah, but he's busy. He's playing video games. Y'all, I cannot, I don't, I didn't pause the game. I threw my controller. Got, I got it. I, I, I got it. I got it. Jackson and I had to have a conversation. I'm like, you're trying to get me killed. Like, what are you doing? Needless to say, I don't play video games much anymore. Um, I have to make sure uh, that, you know, while Monty's cooking, the kids realize they have another parent. Um, I mean, that, that was a tough one. That was close. This was a close call. Um, like, Jackson almost put our marriage, you know. No, he didn't. Uh, but it was, it was, I saw Maddie. I, could, I couldn't even see her face, but I could see the smoke from the top of her head, you know. <laughs> like, like, she turned around and she saw I was already moving. It was like, oh, good, because I was going to throw the spatula at your head if you did not. Uh, but... Self-care, like sometimes we do things to just decompress. Let's define self-care a little bit. Um, this is a moment where I'll ask you, you go ahead and tell me. What would you call self-care? What do you do, if anything? What is something you do to take care of yourself? I think I have some questions. You can throw them up. Um, what would you call self-care? What do you do to take care of yourself? In the back. Sometimes she lets herself sleep in. I also sometimes let myself sleep in. <laughs> That's a good one. Sleep. Sleep is important. Like they're scientifically, medically, they say this is an important thing. I'm, I don't know. I don't do it very well, but I hear it is. Zach, you play baseball. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it was coming. Zach plays baseball. Monday nights, there's like an all-sandlot scrimmage. Zach is a regular. Go to play baseball. Just get out of the house puts on the catcher's gear, sweats, hits the baseball, like just, that's a good one. Sports, getting out, being active. Anybody else? 
Oh, I thought you were raising your hand. See, you're scratching your nose, and it, like, <laughs> anybody else self-care? Yes, ma'am. Taking vitamins and eating right. I hear that's good for you. Uh, that's a good one. Get a book and curl up in a bed. That's a good one. Or watch a good movie. You're just killing it. Watch a good movie, read a book. I'm good at the movie thing. I'm real good at buying books. You guys have heard that story. Um, I don't read them very often, but I love to buy them. Anybody else? Those are good ones. Chris? Shopping. That's a, that's a tough one. Um, I also have this addiction. Uh, <laughs> no, sometimes shopping, going out, buying some stuff, that's, that's good. Um, it's, a, it's a relief. You can go get something. Anybody else? Self-care. Go to the restaurant you've been wanting to go to, having some good food. It's good. Not, not like good for you food, just good food. You know, it's the opposite. Spending time with family. That's a good one. That's a good one. Mark. <laughs> I like how Kevin turned the lights on. Scenic drive. Anybody like to drive? A little scenic drive. Jaden, I know, loves to. Casey, you love to just go for a drive? Take a trip. Good self-care. I love it. Like, I, I would, every time I travel, I'm like, I just want to do this forever. Like, all the time. Why do I got to work? <laughs> it's, traveling's fun. I, the, the drive thing on the other side, like, riding my motorcycle, just getting out and going. Like, it, it's just, there's something about it. It clears my mind. It is one of my favorite things to do. I don't get to do it as often, but I need to more. A river cruise. Wow, I haven't been on one of these. A, on, like on the river walk? No, no, no. Like a real river. Yeah. Like the Rhine River? What, Germany? I ain't got that kind of money. <laughs> Rhine, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I like it. Traveling. All right, one more. Decompress. How? Just get home, just... Ah, with the dog in the backyard? I like it. Just kind of, I do that, I'll come home and just like sit. Just give me a second. It used to be like, I, I lived far from work, so I could like take the time to like listen to a podcast, listen to music, just kind of, a lot of times just nothing, or I was on the motorcycle and I'd have like a 40 minute drive. Now I'm like six minutes from home, so there's no decompressing. <laughs> like I'm, I get home and I'm like, ah, uh, and I've got a few kids and um, they are, also home and decompressing in their own way. Um, I did a thing today, or last night, I asked ChatGPT, um, what a husband, father of four, with a full-time job and a small business could do for healthcare. Um, it's pretty specific. Um, I was like, what can I do? And this is what ChatGPT told me. It said, balancing the demand, demands of a full-time job, a small business, and a family with four kids is no small feat. And I said, amen. Uh, Self-care becomes crucial to prevent burnout and to maintain overall well-being. Here are some self-care ideas tailored for you. Thank you, ChatGPT. Time management. Can't do that one. Um, <laughs> short breaks. Take five to ten minute breaks every hour during work. I do that. I'm ADD. So I just, if I take, but the problem is if I take a five-minute break, I find something else to do. And I don't, anyway. Um, I didn't tell ChatGPT I had ADHD. 
Physical exercise, used to do that one. Um, healthy diet, yep. Uh, sleep, prioritize sleep. It's tempting to burn the midnight oil, but consistent rest is crucial for cognitive function and emotional balance. What does AI know anyway? Um, hobbies, which we've talked about, dedicate some time each week to a hobby you love. It could be reading, gardening, painting, or anything that helps you relax. ChatGPT hasn't learned me yet. Um, Meditation and mindfulness, take a few minutes to meditate. Limit digital distractions. What is this, 1990? Um, seek support, talk to your spouse or close friends about feelings and stress or sometimes just venting can provide relief. Delegate, anybody, anybody bad at delegating? Yep. Um, it says you don't have to do everything yourself. Set realistic expectations. It's okay to say no sometimes. Some of y'all need to hear. I'm going to say that again. Some of y'all need to hear. It's okay to say no sometimes. Understand your limits. Prioritize task. Professional help. This is a good one. Um, if you feel overwhelmed, consider seeking help from a counselor or a therapist who can provide coping strategies. This is a good one. I have recently, in the last two months, like finally, like I talk about therapists all the time. Like, hey, it'd be good to have a therapist. Like in the last two months, I've actually got a therapist that I go to weekly. Why? Because the VA pays for it. Uh, so that, that's been interesting and new for me, and I still am not sure how much I like it, but she asked a lot of questions. But we're, we're figuring out. Quality family time. And then it says, remember, self-care isn't a one-size-fits-all. It's important to find what works best for you. Yada, yada, yada. Thank you, AI, ChatGPT. Um, you guys should do that. Ask ChatGPT. Give it some very specific parameters. Don't tell it you're a husband uh, with four kids and all that stuff. But it, it was helpful. I think all that is stuff we've already talked about. For many of us, though, I think self-care can feel selfish, I know at times if I try to do something for myself, I feel selfish, and I don't, I, I don't necessarily like think that it's a good, it's, it's good for, what am I trying to say? Let me re, re, self-care can feel selfish, and sometimes when I try to do this, I feel like other people look at me and are like, oh, you're just being selfish, you're being lazy. Um, you're, you've got other things you should be taking care of. And I, so I set these like expectations and these things that people are saying about me on myself. Anybody else do this? Am I the only one that does this? Um, so as I was studying and doing some of this, I, I was like, why do I do that? And I, I think part of it is just what we've heard growing up, um, culturally, societal, societal um, things that are taught to us about success or um, that, you know, success is found in the grind and, and, you know, putting the work in and being there and doing it. And um, I don't know what it, like, Marty and I have been having this conversation about being, there's something lately where I've, I've seen stuff about being manly, being a man. Like, like, I'm not good at fixing things around the house. Like, anybody else? Anybody? Like, I, I have a drill. Sometimes I like I've got a door, my back, my back door right now. You have to like lift it, push it hard to get the thing to lock. I have no idea. I've I've got the drill out, I put longer screws in it, I don't know. And Maddie's like, like, can you please fix this? Like I, you know, I'll Google, I'll YouTube. Literally in the past like three months, two months maybe, I've had four friends, all guys, um, that are Go out to do manly things. And these are guys I'm like, 
you probably just don't know how to do that. And they end up like cutting their finger off with a chainsaw because they're trying to cut a tree and it, it didn't, they did it wrong. And I'm like, this is me. Like, I'm going to lose fingers trying to use a chainsaw. And, and I, like society, I think for me has been like, well, this is what you're supposed to do. And I'm like, I'm not good at that. Are you good at this, at these things? No, but you sing really well and you're really smart. I'm just not like, keep going. Oh yeah. What? Oh yeah. Man, you're, you are, you, you, you sing amazing. You, you're so handsome. Uh, you have really cool style. Like look at his shoes. Air Force Ones. You, you work hard. I've seen it. I've, I've seen you. You put you put in some work. I almost towed your car this morning because I was like, nobody here drives that car. Uh, but society tells us these things that we're supposed to do, and I think for some of us, we we start to believe these is what I'm supposed to be, and so in order to try and do that, I, I neglect personal health things. It's because there's neglecting personal health is just kind of baked into our system. Um, and so as we're studying this and thinking about it, I, I think at times, even in the church, we get this idea that working hard and working more is what we're supposed to do. And so it just feeds into this entire system of lack of personal care and self-care. In fact, I don't know if maybe you guys have heard this, this verse before. I heard this growing up. I've heard this used um, in, in certain situations. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says this. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of the others. Boom. Instant guilt for enjoying that bubble bath a little too long. Right? Like, man, I'm supposed to be serving at church tonight, but I'm, I'm taking a bubble bath. Uh, I'm just kidding. Bubble baths, baths are gross, people. Like, it's human stew. Yeah, you know? Um, but just doing something, instant guilt. Like, I'm supposed to be focused on others. In the church, a lot of times, it's like, hey, thanks for being here. Now, where are you going to serve? How are, how are we going to put you to work here, right? Um, and this is just kind of baked into the system. But Paul isn't handing out free passes to neglect yourself here. He's just saying, hey, love others a ton. But also, don't forget you need some TLC too, right? Like, it's more about balance than abandonment. It's about balancing it out, finding a way to also take care of yourself. Or, like, just being able to say, hey, I'm, I'm a little worn out right now. I, I can say no to this. Like, let, let's get it straight. There, there's a cosmic difference between being all about me, 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 and understanding that we sometimes need to say just like me, please. Like, I, I just need to take a moment. It's like confusing, taking those two ideas that it's selfish or self-care is like confusing um, an interrogator with someone who just asks a lot of questions like a four-year-old kid right? Like they're not the same thing. They're very different. It's incredibly important that each of us takes time to practice self-care and not just like the gross bubble baths and pedicures and all that stuff like form of, those are good. They're, they're good. But a meaningful, intentional, thoughtful self-care that actually helps us. When we practice genuine self-care, we get to the opportunity to understand ourselves better. 
We recharge our batteries before they're empty and maintain the ability to make a difference for our loved ones and communities. I saw this quote, self-care is never a selfish act. It is simply good stewardship of the only gift I have, the gift I was put on the earth to offer others, myself. I don't know about you, but for me, it's still a really hard concept. Like, really hard. Like, I, right now, I, I have a small business. I've got the church. I've got kids. I work seven days a week. And, and I'm, you know, I, I know I'm not supposed to. Zach, I know. Like, I know. But, I, but I'm, I'm trying to do something. And, I, I, and I'm like, all right, it's for a season. It's for a time. And I'm, I'm like, all right, let me get a therapist and do that. that maybe that'll help. <laughs> So I'm maybe, maybe I'm preaching to myself more than I am to anybody else in this room. But I leave work. I get home. I still work. I get my laptop out. I start doing other work. Um, there's still this like recording in my head that tells me that I have to work harder than the next guy. I have to prove my worth to this world. And generally, that's by how much I work and how much I make and what I have and how good I do at things. Like, don't get me wrong. This... this this isn't a talk about like not working hard or against working hard or making money. I don't think those things are great. I don't think they're wrong. The issue comes when those are our motivations and where we find our identity and our worth. Then we have a problem. But we get these thoughts from somewhere. It's society, it's culture, it's crept into the church. We believe the lie that we have to do more or we're not proving ourselves and God is disappointed in us. We have the churches like un, unsung, burned out heroes, right? Anybody ever met them? The people at church that are just like there all the time and you're like, you're burnt out. Like you need to take a break. They're like, oh, I'm just serving the Lord, brother. Kevin always calls me brother. It's because we look alike. Uh, oftentimes those that we praise in the church are those who run themselves ragged. Like, I've been there, I've done that, I've been that guy, I've worn myself out so much for the Lord's work. Anybody else? Anybody? Yeah. I got one, thanks. We're in solidarity. Um, but since people get lifted up like this in the church, we oftentimes think that we need to follow their example. Try, I mean, don't do this, but try being in a room full of pastors talking about their accomplishments. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, this is like one of my least favorite rooms in the world. <laughs> like, oh man, we're doing this and then we got these many services. And I'm like, bro, I got one service. That's it. I don't care how many people are here. If, if, if we ever get to a point where nobody can sit down, it's going to be like, well, you should have got here earlier. Um, I, I got lunch, bring a chair. Like we're during the pandemic, we cut off the, the half the, church we were doing and it, it would get kind of packed in here and I was at a group of pastors this meeting and they're like are you gonna add another service it's like no like, what <laughs> like, I want to go to lunch you know like I, I'm hungry after I preach uh, I got four kids you think Maddie wants to go to lunch with four kids by herself no this is self-care this is self-preservation um, just trying to get some lunch but we love cheering on our like marathon Christians, but what's the use if they hit a wall at 10 miles? For those of you that didn't catch that, a, mi a marathon is 23.2 miles. So um, I know that because I Googled it. 
I would never run that far. 20, see, I see, I, see? That's right, because 13.1 is a half, and I wouldn't even do that. Uh, I've done a 5K. I don't know how many miles that is. Um, how many? That's pretty impressive. Uh, I did more than that in the military, but they never told us how far we ran. They just said, keep running. Um, the problem is we've believed lies of the enemy that have fed our fear of feeling guilty for thinking of ourselves at times. I think it's one of the greatest travesties of the faith. We've taken words, scriptures, ideas. We've tr- twisted the truths, distorted words, and created more work and in turn more burnout. We have this idea that we must meet an expectation of God. And I, something interesting I, I thought about this week in this idea of an expectation of God. I grew up hearing that God is omniscient. Anybody ever heard this word? Omniscient? Anybody? God is omniscient. What does omniscient mean, Ruby? Oh, sorry, I put you on the spot. All-knowing. So I grew up hearing that God is omniscient. He's all-knowing, right? All-knowing. He knows everything. But I, and I do, I believe this. I believe God knows all things. He knows everything. I believe God is omniscient. This is a very, like, orthodox belief about who God is. But here's the deal. If God is all-knowing, he can't have unmet expectations. He doesn't ever have an expectation that doesn't get met. He can't. He's all-knowing. Therefore, he's never disappointed in you. Hear me, God has never been disappointed in you. I do believe that God grieves for you and, and with you. When you act inside of lies and darkness, but not because God expected more from you. I think he grieves the identity that we refuse to believe. It's this gap of lies we believe about ourselves that we project onto God. We project disappointment and abandonment. Two things that God says he will never do. He never abandons you. He never forsakes you. His greatest hope for you is that you would know who you are and experience the peace that only he offers. There is never a moment where an expectation that God has is not met. He's all-knowing. He loves you. He wants the best for you. And that's why I said I, I believe there are moments of grief where he grieves with you when you're believing a lie and acting in that lie. When you're working and working and working for approval that you already have from God. I believe there are moments where God says, you already got it. Like, I wish you would just understand and believe that I love you. That you are enough. You don't have to prove anything to me. Because living in that expectation that we've placed and we've projected on God leaves us in a place where we feel like God has mad at us, abandoned us, forsakes us, that we're not good enough. Philippians 4 verse 5 says, Let gentleness be seen in every relationship, for our Lord is ever near. Ever near. Never far. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled request before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. 
So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. The peace. If we're not experiencing peace in our relationship with God, if we're not experiencing peace in our life, then I would argue that maybe we are living and placing some expectations on our lives, on ourselves that we think God has placed on us. Because the peace that we are offered through Christ is guaranteed. It's not something we earn. So if you're not experiencing peace, then I think it's a moment to step back and, and ask yourself, what, what am I believing right now that is causing this lack of peace in my life, this frustration, this worry? How do I best take care of myself to experience the peace that God says I am guaranteed? So where does self-care start for us? I think it starts with knowing who we are and where our identity is found. Knowing that I'm not working for approval, but I'm already approved. Knowing that I'm not working for God's love, but I'm already loved. When I begin to understand this and believe this, then I can begin to walk in this. And this is where I think this all starts. It comes from not believing lies that you're not good enough, that you're a disappointment, that you must do more work, that you've got to work harder, you've got to impress God. Your purpose in life is not to burn yourself out and neglect yourself. That's not your purpose. God didn't create you for that. Should we be available for others? Absolutely. We say this all the time here. I believe the gospel is wrapped up in our loving others well. But if we can only truly be free, but we can only truly be free to turn our attention and be available for others when we discover and understand our completeness in Christ. Because otherwise we're always working for something rather than working from something. I've been on both sides of this fence, the one running on empty and the one telling folks to fill up their tanks. And here's my sage advice. And by sage advice, I mean I've learned this the hard way, and I'm still not sure what's going on. Um, Still learning the hard way. Be kind to yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup, and if your cup's dry, how are you going to hydrate the world? We need to start recognizing our limits, limits, and it's okay to take a break. Some of y'all in here need to take a break. I can't tell you how many people come into our community absolutely exhausted from church. Like church volunteer expectations, church hurt. You've done everything you can to serve and be there. And I don't think that's wrong. But when you're not taking care of yourself in the midst of that, then we as pastors and as a community are doing you a massive disservice. I remember hearing a story of this, this lady who had served at her church. She was there all the time. She was just like the volunteer. You know that, you know that volunteer, like the volunteer of the church. Like she did it all. And there was this point in her life where her husband got cancer. And she told the pastor, she went in and told the pastor, I need to take a break for a while to help take care of him. Uh, but I'll be back once, once he's healed and I, and, I'm, and I come back. Here was the issue. Her husband didn't go to church with her. She was the one that attended church. Her husband didn't go. Even before he got sick, he, he didn't attend church. So the pastor's response went like this. If you stop serving now, you're giving the enemy a foothold in your life and you're never going to come back to serve. 
Her husband had cancer, and she asked to help take care of her spouse. And the work of the church was more important than the relationship that she had with her husband and her pastor's eyes. And if this was like a rare occurrence and a rare conversation, then it, it, I maybe wouldn't even have mentioned it. But I'm afraid I've heard a form of this story way too many times, over and over. This is more important. No. A healthy you, spiritually and physically, is the first priority before a serving you. Let me say that again. A healthy you, spiritually and physically, is first priority before a serving you. If we, at the arsenal, have not done that well for you, then I want to apologize. Sometimes even here, we get too focused on the work at hand, the work of the church, which can blind us to the individuals that are sitting in front of us. It's not our attention. That's not our heart. I hope we've created a space in a community where you feel safe and free to say, I need a break without fear of retribution or guilt. Like we don't want to be that space. And I, I think there have been times where we have been, and I, I do want to apologize. Before we end today, I, I want to do something a little practical. And this is it. It's 12.09, so we'll finish. We got like five minutes. We'll finish this thing out. Rob's not here, so we're not finishing at 12. Um, so here's, here's what we're going to do. Pull out your phone or a piece of paper, pen, pencil. If you're pulling your phone out, open the Notes app, not Instagram. I, Ruby. I know all you are like, oh, look at all these notifications. Who's winning the game? Uh, speaking of, I was up all night last night watching a football game. Anyway, so late. What the heck? College football till 1 a.m.? Uh, anyway. Before we end, let's do this. You pull your phone out, pull out the notes app. Anybody need help finding that one? Uh, a piece of paper, a pen. I want you to take a moment, write down three things that you're going to implement in your life as self-care this month. Maybe you're already doing some of them. So make a list. Like, what, what do I do to take care of myself, to pour into myself? What do I do? And so write those down. If this is hard for you, as it was for me, uh, if you can't come up with anything, I want you to write down why it's so hard for you and maybe see if there's a lie you're believing in there that needs to be fixed. What are some things that you're going to do to take care of yourself? Because I truly do believe that a healthy you is the most important thing. So take a few minutes, write this down. What, what are some things that you will do to take care of yourself? More sage advice, if you wrote down quit my job, make sure you have another job to go to before you do that. Uh -huh. Some of you are like, no, nah, that's for real. I need to quit. Cool, just find another one. <laughs> no, don't do it. Hey, maybe. How we doing? Writing some down?
Anybody want to share something they're going to do? Take care of yourself? For those of us that can't figure out our list. Limit your cars? Cards. Oh, carbs. That's a good one. Limit your carbs. I thought you said cards. I was like, do you like play poker? I don't understand. Uh-huh. Blackjack? I went down this hole of like learning black. Anyway. Uh-huh. Limit your carbs. That's a good one. Anybody else? Take time to pray. It's a good one. Set boundaries. Go to bed earlier. Man, I got to do that. Wake up earlier. I like it. Go to bed earlier, wake up earlier. They might go hand in hand. Um, anybody else? Wake up early to meditate. Yeah, just get your mind right. Raise your hand in here if you hit snooze more than two times in the morning. Yeah, yeah. You should see Jaden, my 18. You should see his his like alarms. It like you you like scroll. I'm like, bro, wake up. I read a study the other day. I hit snooze so so much. I I read a study the other day that. When you hit snooze, you actually cause yourself problems because it takes you about 45 minutes to fall into a deep sleep. And when you've woken up and you hit snooze, you don't have time to actually fall back into sleep. So you wake up groggier than if you were just to get up. And I was like, shut up. You don't know my life. <laughs> just a little more sage advice. Um, I don't even know what that means. What does sage advice mean? What is, Spicy. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else got a good self-care moment thing you're gonna do for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Taking time to sit and reflect. And you're starting therapy this month. Awesome. Good luck, man. She asked a lot of questions. <laughs> She's like, can you can you write stuff down? She's like, when, you, when this happens during the week, write it down. I'm like, what? Anybody else? <laughs> Let's get two more. What you got? Ground yourself a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Gratitude, man, that'll preach. <laughs> Gratitude, just taking a moment to be grateful for what we have rather than focused on things that we don't. One more. Kevin. Relax your mind and enjoy an audiobook. I like it. I like it. An audio, I like audiobooks because I can multitask, which means not listen to them. <laughs> oh. All right, we're going to take a moment. I'm going to pray over this list that you just made, um, and then we will uh, we'll head out. You'll pray with me. Father God, thank you. Thank you that you love us, that you care for us, that you want the best for us. 
God, I pray that we would have the mindset to understand that a healthy us is the best thing we can do for those around us. That we can be available for others when we realize that we are complete in you. God, I pray for this list of things that we've each made practically that we will do to take care of ourselves. Maybe this week and in the weeks to come, be reminded of this. Will the Holy Spirit remind us of our commitment to take care of ourselves? That you would remind us that it's worth it, that we are worth it. That being healthy, spiritually, physically, and emotionally is the best thing we can offer to this world. God, I pray that we would focus just a little bit more on ourselves. Not in an abandonment of others, but in a way that we can be our best versions of ourselves. May we find peace, the peace that you guarantee us. May we experience that in our lives. May we find ways to experience your love more and more and more this week. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Arsenal, we say this every week. Change a little bit. Go love yourself well this week. It's the best way to love others well. Thank you for listening. Our hope is that you feel loved and encouraged. If you have questions or need prayer, please email hello at thearsenal.church and don't forget to download the Arsenal Church app.